It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard uh, Dennis and Brady Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. And again, uh, early in the, uh, the the show, I have to adjust levels. I know and I have you to watch do. this like a hawk. But it's going to be a and lot And Brady of will whisper here, and then we'll bring the guest on, and he'll start screaming. Okay, let's uh, get all the <laughs> let's get all the wine out of here. I'll bring some cheese in in the first segment, but uh, we'll have some fun. We'll talk a little basketball. Matt Distelrath, head coach at St. Clair, coming on. And, oh, we got to talk to him. Yeah, you know, you know, it'll be an easy show. We'll just open the mic and let him go because we'll we'll probably have to cut each segment short mid story because it will be a lot of fun. Um, not just someone we work with, but I consider him a friend as well. And you know it's going to be a good one. Talking some hoops. We don't get a chance to do that a lot in the winter because of how packed it is it being the middle season. So talk a little St. Clair hoops from last year coming into this year. And he also knows he, – he has his uh, hand in a little bit of everything. So he at least yeah. knows about all the areas. Yeah, things, and, so. and and I – we've said this before. The, this past year was one of the most fun uh, for basketball uh, in our area in an awfully long time. There was a lot going on and a lot to talk about. Uh, and so Coach Distelrath will join us next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Caro, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. 
For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back, and uh, Matt Distelrath is uh, here, and uh, we're going to talk some basketball because it was a fun year. You had an interesting team in St. Clair because you had some talent. We kept telling people, these guys are good, these guys are good. And in the beginning, the record was making us look bad. Right. But by the end, I think he kind of proved us right that you, you had a pretty good team this year. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, what you guys do is is awesome. Uh, my my eight year old Max, uh, he'll say that this is his favorite podcast whenever he hears us listening. There we go. That's going on the marketing <laughs> material. <laughs> Max's favorite show. Uh, no, thanks for having me. But yeah, um, I think I text Brady the one time when we won our eleventh or twelfth. I said, hey. We, we made you right because I think you yeah. said that when we had one win at the time. Um, injuries, obviously, were, were a big part of us early. Also, we played a, a very tough schedule. Um, the year before, we kind of got the schedule we got um, with me getting hired so late. Well, yeah. Well, I guess we can start there. The is <laughs> your first year was more like your first six months because you were officially hired in what October, M- middle October. So you didn't get the the summer ball, which we just went through, and we'll talk about that at some point. You didn't get a lot of the four man workouts and the stuff just to install your system. So you were kind of working on the fly. But having a guy like Eli Lore made that transition a little more palatable. I mean, honestly, getting the job so late was was a detriment but getting the kids i got mm-hmm. who all played the year before um had success in football have had success in baseball and that group of seniors really bought in really laid the foundation for what we're we're, we're been able to do and what we plan to do you know you mentioned eli um having a six five six six point guard doesn't hurt uh at the other end we had a six, doesn't hurt at the other end we had a six five six six center right so point guard center with the same size at, at kai and and he was you know, he was the, the, the really the, the main heart of that defense, and that's what we really hung our hat on. Uh, Jared Cramp and Cam Bleasdale, fabulous athletes, uh, did whatever we asked. And then, uh, you know, we had the quarterback in the huddle. I mean, there were games I'd tell people, you know, Luke Luke would grab everybody, and I'd be like, yep, let's do what Luke said. <laughs> and, and, and then the, the younger kids that played this year bought into what their roles were that year, and they were able to jump into – you know, expanded roles this year as we as we move forward. Braylon Essien, he went from being, you know, a, a, really a role player as a junior to the all-time leading <laughs> three-point shooter in school history. Um, you know, that was huge for us. Logan Ellis went from a guy who would come in, we asked him to play defense for a few minutes. This year, I think he second on the team in minutes, broke the school record for charges, shot the ball really well, had a positive assist to turnover ratio. So I think really guys learning – the program started with those kids, and it started quickly. It was a crash course, and, and, and success doesn't hurt. So winning 16 games that first year. Right. 
How much did it help getting the full off season that you lost a good group of seniors, but the young kids, they got time to mesh together, play in the summer, do those four-man workouts, so that when the season started, it wasn't like a year before where they're learning on the fly. It definitely helped, for sure. Um, you know, the record, obviously, early didn't look like it was helping, but but it, but it definitely helped, um, especially with a freshman. You know, we talk, you talked about the freshman in the area. You know, Braylon, for us, plays more basketball than probably the rest of the kids in our program combined. But still, there's a difference playing high school basketball. Right. And he got better and better as the year went on. You know, last summer we played, you know, they went from no summer the year before with no coach. Right. To last year, you know, getting kids to, to realize there is a summer. You know, mm-hmm. they, they didn't know that because they didn't have it the year before. Setting, setting the expectations of a program. So we played, we played about eight, eight games last summer. And this summer we played, I think we played 18. So, so we're, we're, we're heading in that direction where basketball is, is, is getting a piece of the pie. Uh, after we won the league title that first year, uh, I was at an establishment in town, and a, and a guy said, man, basketball's really, really battling uh, uh, football for number two. I said, well, <laughs> I said, well, can can we battle for number one? And, and, and that's, and, you know, that's a pretty I, uphill and, battle. And, and, and I, Dennis, Dennis remembers you might be be too young, Brady, but when Coach Monty had that thing rolling, there was no doubt in the area we were basketball. Um, obviously, baseball has taken a a chunk out of that, and and, and sometimes I blame myself because uh, <laughs> you know I don't know if most, you know you guys know the story, but uh, Matt Karras and I started coaching little league. In 05 with the kids who won the state title. Right. And so then they obviously you win a state title and that changes things. So now I'm kind of fighting something I think I helped build. Well, yeah, now you have a the biggest complex in the county yeah. playing little league and all that. But Dennis, go ahead. I know. Yeah, well when when people in town are going, Oh well, you're you're this, that, yeah, then I know they're not going to the games and watching them. Because and I don't want to make excuses, but uh, you mentioned injuries, and we'll get into that because you had a ton of them. But beginning of the season, just with luck, okay. I'm not talking about skill. I'm not talking about just with luck. Instead of being like one and six, you could have been four and three, or maybe even five and two. You were in games. It came down to the final minutes of games, and then if something could go wrong, or you could get a bad call, and I'll. Listen, so I was there for the Anchor Bay say, game. We just talk about we multiple bad calls in that one. I mean, you know, if it could be done not right, it was done not right, and that's out of your hands. Like you can't do anything about that. Um, that was happening to you a lot, and those things gradually started to change, and you gradually started to win those games that at the beginning of the season you weren't winning. So, so the big thing is in my first year. I believe we were eight and two in those three point games. That's how many we played that year. Right. In the next year, we were two and eight early. So, I mean, you went from we went from sixteen and six to to five hundred, and really, it's just flipping a few of those games. And, and obviously, if Hunter's healthy. I'm thinking a few of those are just going that way naturally. If our main ball handler isn't a fourteen year old freshman, some of those are going the other way, and then sometimes. If luck would have just been on our side, some of those are going our way. But the biggest thing about the group this year, and a lot of it had to do with, you know, Logan Ellis and Braylon, who were there before, um, Holden Schulk, Jackson Oles, our, our seniors, is nothing changed. 
practices did not change. We were one in whatever it was, and they still came to work. And they believed we had a shot at winning a league title and, and, and competing in a district. And we always talked our main goal was not to be undefeated. We're not expecting to go undefeated, but we've got goals of winning a league, winning a district, and those prepared us. Now, we did probably get luck at the end, Gross Point North game. They tipped one in at the buzzer. Could have went either way. So, right. so I guess you got we got at least one of those. But, yeah, I mean, Brady always talks about building a program, and, and I think we are year by year. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. We're not going to go from two wins the COVID year to 16 every year. 16, we were 500 this year with, like you said, many games that could have been flipped the other way. And, and that's just kids believing in each other, in our coaching staff, and in what we're trying to build. And it's, it's been fun. And, and obviously when I came in, I'd helped there before. I've coached 90% of them in, in baseball as they've been growing up. So there's already a connection, which I believe has been a huge asset. Well, and you talked about some of the bad luck, but there were some positives coming out of that first start. Hunter Richardson's not healthy. But Drew McCartney comes on, and a guy that you thought that we thought maybe at the beginning of the year is going to be on the end of the bench, and in case of emergency, emerges as a pretty good big guy. You have you talk about having a 14 year old in Braylon Franz coming out there. You, you you get your you cut your teeth with the uh, with a bunch of close losses, and it, you learn what needs to be done in those games. You could make an argument that some of those losses helped them turn into wins in fe- j- j- January, February, and early March. Well, in, in, in Cooper, Pennywell. Yeah. Cooper yeah. Pennywell went from, a, you know, played JV the year before. He was a fifth-quarter guy, so he was always dressing as a sophomore, as the emergency big, and that's kind of what we thought Drew would do. And now those two guys are playing. And, and Drew goes from a guy going to be a fifth-quarter guy to a contributor, and Cooper goes from a guy who's going to be a backup post player to an all-league post player. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of just picked up where his brother left off. Uh, we would joke. I would text Kai when, when Cooper would have big games and say, and never got 18 out of, out of Kai. <laughs> right. But we're getting 18 out of Coop. What's going on here? But, no, I mean, in Braylon, Braylon's – the best thing about Braylon is I have to tell him to take days off. He'll be like, Coach, I want to get in the gym. Be like, hey, we've just – I want everybody off their legs. You've played all but two minutes in two games. Let's, right. let's take a day off. You know, it's a long season. But he is, he's working, and the other thing is it's bleeding into the program now. You get one guy that does it, now you got two and three. And, you know, Lee, Liam texted me yesterday, Nesbitt, who's going to be a senior, and, but I was, I was out of town for, for baseball with my son, and he's like, hey, can we get in the gym? And, and that's the stuff that, that gets you excited and that makes you looking forward to what's coming. You know, um, maybe Braylon Franz – Shot too many free throws last year, because <laughs> like at the beginning of the year, I, I I was doing games and he was getting to the line, fifteen, sixteen, eighteen times, and he was making everything. And I think he shot so many that towards the end of the year, maybe his arms were tired because I I almost think his free throw shooting went down. But I say that as a compliment because he to go up. Yeah, because I mean when you shoot that much. It's hard to to keep it, you know, at eighty or ninety percent. The more you shoot, it's going to go down. And he's just—he was getting to the line like fearless. And maybe he gets a little of that from Logan Ellis. Logan doesn't do it as much, but when he decided I'm going to the basket, you either are going to get out of the way or you're going to get run over. So, so yeah, the nice thing about about Braylon is is he's attack first. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said early on, he was getting a lot of points at the line, which was helping him get into flows of games. And you, you worry about a kid who is new on the team, and you're and you're asking asking him to do a lot. You know, you're asking him to break the pressure, asking him to get other guys involved. You're asking him to score, and and for him to be able to just go to the basket and and get those easy fouls, give our guys a, a, a chance to to rest a little bit because. We, we, we really like to get after on the defensive end. So for us to to uh, do that, it's it's it helps us to you know get those breaks. But but Braylon is is definitely a, the type of guy that's going to be take it to the other team. And I do think also though with the free throws, he's, he's still a kid, freshman, gets in his own head sometimes. Right. But it was weird as his free throw percentage went down a little bit. His three-point percentage at the end of the year went went skyrocket. I mean, that last game he had, and even that last couple weeks, I mean, he was shooting the heck out of the ball from three because people started backing off because he could get to the basket so well. Well, since you brought it up, let's talk about it now because that Armada game, I know it didn't end up going your way in the end, but the way Braylon Franz took over that fourth quarter. Now, in the first half, be honest, he didn't have a great first half in that game. He was Fairly quiet. I think he had four, six points in the first half. But in that fourth quarter, it it was like he, he was shooting in a hula hoop. He couldn't miss. And he is going, by the end, they had they had Sneezak, Armada's, all everything, guard, wing. He was on Essien taking away the three. They switched him on to Braylon, and he still kept scoring. And he almost single-handedly willed you guys to that victory. I mean, he's hitting crossover step-back threes, and you're one 50-50 call away from getting a chance to, I think, take the lead in that moment and didn't get it. But the fact that you were in that situation was a testament to the growth in that three, four months for Braylon. Yeah, you could have tied it. Tied it. I, I, won't, I won't forget that. No, I'm, <laughs> I, knew, that I knew he wouldn't. Um, but – you know, actually, in that game, hats off to Armada. Um, they did something that I did not see coming. Um, everybody puts their best defender on Braylon. Right. We've seen it all year. Braylon France, that is. We had two, right. with two Yeah, Braylon. that's true. Uh, yeah. But they t- took and put him on Essien, and so they said, you know what? We know Braylon France is going to get his. We're going to take away this, the, the secondary option. And it took – Braylon France had done such a good job – you know, getting the ball to Cooper and Hunter inside, mm-hmm. getting the ball to Essien for the threes, that it honestly took him, you know, a quarter, a quarter and a half to be like, you have to go, man. Right. Like, like, they also had Chapman, who was a really good big, that kind of neutralized the paint. Yeah, so it was like, hey, man, we need you. Right. And, and they started the second half the same way with uh, Sneezak on, on Essien, and – it was like 10, 12 points just right in a row. No, I mean, we had a very bad first half. We didn't shoot the ball well. He, uh, France wasn't scoring, missing stuff inside. And, and the first three minutes of that third quarter, I thought, all right, we're going to have a chance because Braylon had gone on like an 8-0 run. Right. And, and, yeah, I mean, just carrying us. And they eventually had to switch Sneezak on to, to Braylon because whoever they had wasn't even able to – they were going to let him get his, but it got to a point where he was getting everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he didn't slow down when Sneezak switched onto him. Like, he was too locked in at that point that he wasn't going to be denied. Like, that was, that was a performance that 
was akin to a senior going, this is not my last game, and putting everything on its back. Like I think I said on the next podcast, Sands Tyler Jamison, I haven't seen someone in this area in the past few years just put a team on their back like that. Yeah, in in the the other the other thing was is the other kids were gaining confidence. So even when he was dishing it, now our shooting percentage from the other guys was going up as well because they were feeding off what what Braylon was doing. And and we were we were honestly one you say one miss layup, one 50-50 call. I like that better than <laughs> saying something poorly <laughs> about officials. Uh from from tying the game and and who knows what happens after that. You know, we had them in foul trouble. And for us to battle like that, I know it didn't go our way, but but it was still a, a, a nice step for those kids that are coming back. Um, before we take the break, let's talk about the other Braylon because uh, Essien, I mean, it's a name that I knew. It's a kid that's played basketball for you. But all of a sudden, early in the season, it's like three, three, three. And it got to the point where it's kind of a joke with us. And if he only made three or four in a game, we joke he took the night off because we were used to making five or six threes every game. Why all of a sudden did he become – was it just volume? Or why all of a sudden did he become such a great shooter this year? Uh, time in the offseason. You know, he's a baseball first kid, like 90% of St. Clair. But it didn't stop him from getting on the machine, you know, the shooting machine. Is better, better clarify that. <laughs> it's just common in our, in our program we talk about. It. Even if they had a baseball game – he'd go and get shots up or the day after a game in, in the spring and in the fall, he plays tennis. So he's a three sport athlete, but same thing. He was one of the guys who was in there the most And the way, the way he's, he's a super smart kid learns, you know, long, he was able to read well, what Braylon was doing and what Cooper were doing. So we had a, a good point guard, a good post player. So when you get that, those two things, as a shooter, if you can find your spots, and he is always ready to shoot. Uh, we always joke that you got to be ready a thousand times to shoot five a game, mm-hmm. and and he was that way. And uh, you know, outside of a, a stretch where he was, you know, he has he has a, a Crohn's disease, so you know he battled some health stuff in the middle of the season where he had a really rough stretch. Besides that, he was like almost fifty percent from the floor. He's like forty eight outside of that couple of weeks, and, and it was just it was just him reading what we were doing, uh, studying the other teams, knowing what was going to be available, and then just time in the gym. And it was really fun to see because there's a guy who was playing five, six minutes a game as a junior. Right. And we talked after the season and said, hey, man, we lost a lot. Who's going to be the guys that stepped up? And he was he was one of them not only as a, as a production, but also as a leadership. You know, he was there with those guys the year before, and he knew what was expected of the program. And he did that, and then he just, you know, he flat out shot the ball well. Well, that's the kind of role that we always talk about. Well, they need someone like that to step up, but rarely do you get that. And that's, we we talked about it, and we weren't being kind of serious that he might have been your most valuable player because what makes a point guard's job a lot easier? When you have a, a senior shooter on the outside that can get that done, and there were games, if he doesn't hit four or five threes, you're in a little bit of trouble. And it felt like any time you needed a big shot, he was there to take it. And th- those are the kind of guys that build programs. When you can get those role players that step up, when I guess your I guess third option, if you want to count the bigs, is shooting that well from three, that takes a program from being just all right to competing for a league title. Well, and, well maybe I should blame 
blame you for saying that early <laughs> in the year and Armada listened to that and decided they, they, they based their defensive <laughs> strategy off that because that's honestly what they did. If you look at that game, that first half especially, they decided they were going to take him away. And, and, it, and it showed that. And, and honestly, we, we didn't see that coming. And, and it, it showed that that's how valuable he was. All right, we're with Coach Distelrath. We're going to talk more basketball, but we got to take a, a break first so that uh, Coach can rest because we've been rapid fired at him right uh, here at the beginning of the show. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five star reviews they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit once you get your mattress they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up when you think sleep think mattress king preferred seamless gutters in emily city has been family owned and operated since 1997 in-house employees when you call preferred you get preferred at preferred they manufacture all components making them the warehouse this ensures prompt installation from preferred's well-trained and courteous staff serving st Clair, sanilac genesee and northern macomb counties give melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote no high pressure sales just great service from preferred seamless gutters in Imlay city call 800-964-6613 shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates 
updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back with uh, Coach Distelrath and still kept talking during the uh, the break. Oh, yeah. I'm used to Brady talking during the break, but. Well, that's, that's the time <laughs> where we can get into some, to some of the stuff we can't say when we open the mics oh. up. But what we do want to talk about is how much fun the Max Silver was this year. St. Clair, Marine City, Marysville, Port Huron, and you and Port Huron were near the top, but for once in the blue moon when the MAC works out, you didn't have to travel to NOM every road game, and we, we were the beneficiaries of it because we did a ton of those MAC Silver yeah. local matchups. So uh, I, I, Eric and I, Eric Schunk, right. Uh, right when I got the job, um, you know, Warren Lincoln was in the in the silver, and they had no business being in the silver. Well, that's when their um, <clears throat> incoming class Correct. was all freshmen. Correct. So you, they were good, but they weren't. We, we, we what all, they we, are all now. we all knew it was coming, and and we we joked that as we were winning games that year in St. Clair, that our our plan of us going down and talking Marine City coming up, what well, wasn't going to hold true, um, but it worked out good. Lincoln wanted to go up. No one in the gold wanted to go down. Luckily, they had uh, such a uh, subpar season the year before I took over that we still were tied for the worst record in two years out of the gold, and nobody else wanted to go down. I mean, it was East Point, South Lake, uh, Fitz, Tower. Yeah, they're all right by each other. They're all right by each other. So we were we were Lance Cruz. So we were definitely the odd duck out. And so when when they said, hey, Lincoln wants to go up, I couldn't raise my hand fast enough. And that's what everyone joked. They're like, how do you win the league and go down and I said, well, I'm a salesman. That's that's, that's my day job. Um, you know, speak, you know, they, I'm able to talk into what I needed to get to. So, so yeah, we we moved down and then we we talked to the Marine City AD who apps, who actually happens to be the St. Clair principal now. He was the AD at the time. We said, you guys need to move up. Uh, somebody wanted to, Sterling Heights wanted to go down, and we said, you need to take that well, spot. Clinton, or was Clintondale or someone? Either way, it was someone in the silver. Well, because because Madison Heights, oh, that's up, right. Madison Heights came up. So Madison Heights has won the bronze two years in a row. So they said, "Oh, we need to move up." So before they heard that, they heard we were going down, or they didn't know we were going down, and Marine City was going up. So now, poor Madison and Lakeview, they've got to come up here all the time. Well, I'm not. And, and one my of, heart doesn't break for me. One of their coaches no. was complaining, and I said, "Man, I've been in the MAC for between a player and a and a coach for 15 years, and I've been doing it for." For that long, you had to do it one year. Let's let's even this thing out. But no, the fact that I mean, you guys have both been in our gym for those three games. It was it was, you know, pretty well attended. Right. Uh, we went on the road. Even our game at Marine City, who, who where they weren't having a great year, was pretty full. Well, when Marysville came to you guys, they they played one of their best games of the year, great. and they had a pretty good following and it was that's that was not a tough or not an easy gym to play in no and, and speaking of that I, I did see the new one the other day it's good as excited as I am for a new gym uh I am gonna miss the huge home court advantage we've had <laughs> for a very long time but uh no I, I think the league's gonna be just as fun this year there's only three kids back who were all league last year and all three are in the Blue Water area, which is nice. You mm-hmm. got you got James at, at Port Huron, right? And then we've got Cooper in, in Brayland. So the two schools down there that you know, all us Port Huron, Madison, Lakeview were all 
you know, one game away from somebody, whoever's going to win that league. Right. Yeah, the end of the season was a lot of fun when we were looking at the last week and, okay, these guys are playing here. You guys are playing there. This you has to one. happen, and then this team has to do this, and these guys are hoping for this. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Because it was what, Tuesday? It was a Tuesday. You were at Port here on Lakeview. I was down in Madison following you guys, and it was, yeah, that, that four-team race in a six-team league at the end was a lot of fun, and at the end of the year, every team could have looked at one game and gone, well, that was the – if we flipped that game and the other teams, well, well, if we won – like for you guys, the game at PH, yep. that was like the last game of your your losing streak. And I, I feel like I had to talk you off the ledge after that game because <laughs> it was a hard-fought game, but that's the one if you flip it, maybe your league champs. And then PH could say the same thing about when they came that, to your place. J- Jeremy said that at our place. He's like, man – if we would have just got that one, we would have won the league. I said, well, I, I could say the same thing about the one at your place. Right. And, and that's how it was. Madison could say that about their game at Lakeview. And, and I know Lakeview was saying that about their game at our place. Right. You know, they let that one get away. And PH at Madison, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I give PH all the credit in the world because that's a downtrodden upon program where if it can go wrong, it goes wrong. Mm. And they went on the road this last basketball season and won a couple of big ball games in places that normally they wouldn't win those games oh J- jeremy jeremy did a fabulous job i mean he won league coach of the year and in very deserving and and i don't think anybody no one would have picked them no at the beginning of the year well because they were coming off what a seven or eight win season yeah i mean lake lakeview was the clear favorite going in and, and you know us and madison and, and port Huron battled them um you know lakeview had three senior starters coming back all league kids and and, and they looked the part too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, the, their guard was pretty good. Yeah. He tried to, I'm yeah. trying to think of Ritter. Ritter. Ritter he's, yeah. He's, he is not a fan of Logan Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, we love the Ellises on this program. However, I have a feeling that a lot of other people who played against the Ellises, at least on the field or on the court, do not like them because I have a feeling if I played against them, I wouldn't like playing <laughs> against them either. Every every good team has a Logan yes. that you love and everybody else hates. Right. I mean, everyone has that. I mean, he he does a great. I mean, he does what you ask him to do, and just plays hard, plays the right way. And but, he also knows how to toe the line between being a pest and not getting called for things and get annoying the other players. He sometimes he gets over that line. Yes, but that's part of that's part <laughs> that's of towing the line. You have to know. Okay, I'm I was thinking of one play, and no, actually, again, I. it wasn't anything that he did. But <laughs> it's what he said, right? It's knowing. Okay, oh, I went over. So this is where the line is. You have to go over it to know where it is. And I mean, there was a stretch where, you know, he did it to Logan. Did it to Ritter from from Lakeview. Um, Gross Point North had a kid averaging twenty, and he just wanted to quit. Lamphere had a kid who was a UAD commit as a sophomore. They changed coaches, and he never really materialized. Mm-hmm. He had two points at halftime and literally just wanted to stop playing because of what Logan was doing. And, and that was our strategy. You know, Logan would cut the head off the snake, and the snake dies. Mm-hmm. And, and to have a guy that can do that, um, obviously all those threes are going to be important to replace, but that's going to be equally as important as to find a guy – that wants to be that role. I mean, 21 charges. There's teams who didn't take 21 charges this well, year. Well, I think the one PH game he took, what, four? Yeah. Like, 
So so a funny thing about that is so game change or not game my baseball mode for yeah. the weekend. Uh, huddle that will do the stats right and and they're pretty good. So late in the year he's at nineteen on the thing and he said, Coach, I went back and watched all these. They gave this one a a. a Loose ball foul. That's clearly a charge. <laughs> and told me the, the the time of the clip, the game, and I go back and watch it, and it was clear the guy was throwing the pass, right. took a step, ran him over. I love that it's for charges, not points, not rebounds. <laughs> charges. If somebody, if somebody told me it was points, I probably wouldn't have went back and right. But the guy looking for to break the charge record, right? I'll look at that all day. <laughs> but the league was a lot of fun, and again, yeah, like well, you I mean, said, this you, year you went down and watched. A game at Madison. Right. Okay. Well, who would have thought that, that at the beginning of the year? That right. is not on our game plan during a regular season to make a trip down to Madison for a basketball game, especially on a night when Marysville and Marine City were playing each yeah, other. Yeah, we had to abandon that game to do the, the final week well, race. Well, well, looking forward to this year, uh, Marysville brings everybody back. I mean, right. maybe what they have one or two seniors. Yeah, and well, the, the Simpson kid was hurt all year. Yeah, so, so you can't really count him. I mean, he played in the districts against us, but. I mean, they bring back all their guards, so so Eric's going to you know reap the benefits from what he's had to you know endure the last two years. I mean, his, his kids played hard all year. Um, like you said, at our place, they played out of their freaking minds. Um, I think it helped us going into the district because our guys were focused then. Right. Um, Marine City, Marine City, St. Clair's never going to be a, and Marine City Marysville's never going to be a a game that you're not looking forward to or looking right. into. And now you throw PH and they're playing. The three of us every year right now, or at least for the last two, there's even a little rivalries because you look at the middle school league around here, there's the the Blue Water League, which is all all those teams. Our league now is, Marie, for, for middle schools, Marine City, St. Clair, Marysville, and in the, the Port Hurons. So these kids that are playing in this Max Silver have played each other in 7th, 8th. Right. Now, now the guys who are sophomores did it as ninth graders and 10th mm-hmm. graders. And, and even the guys who are juniors and seniors might have missed a year or two, and that's it. And then you can even go back to the Blue Water League that, that Coach Jamison and Coach Kohler run uh, yeah. for fifth and sixth grade. Right. So so we're building building rivalries that far back. I mean, our kids, when we play Madison, sometimes I don't even put the names on the scouting reports because it doesn't matter to those guys. Right. These guys, I'll be watching the film, and I'll be like, ah, I can't tell. That's so-and-so, Coach. Yeah. Because they know them. Yeah. So it it's makes it – a lot of fun. Plus, you know, Eric, Jeremy, great guys. We all get along. And the new coach at Marine City is going to do a fabulous job. Uh, Robert Salisbury, Marine City guy, uh, has been their JV coach for a lot of years, and he's a great guy. So it's a good, friendly rivalry. I think it's good for the area. You know, obviously we have the Blue Water League, the BWAC, right. where they're playing each other. So now we're almost like a like our own league. If we can just maybe get maybe one more uh, – hmm team or maybe if we can maybe if we can go over with them but it's definitely as good as it can get in the mac for well baseball. and the atmospheres are a lot of fun too like those games against ph there was it was a tough place to play in both spots because like ph they're on top of you it's a it's a unique feeling when all the fans are above you yelling and you're almost like in a gladiator battle yeah and i think too we played them right when they were when people were figuring out these guys are pretty freaking good. Because PH didn't get off to a good start either. No. but Because they played, what, Croslex, Northern, Genesee Christian. Genesee Christian <laughs> and they came in. I think the records going into your first game were like 3-3 three and three and 1-5. And, and we were both good basketball right, teams. And on paper, you're going, 
well, this is a nothing burger of a of a league opener or whatever second game of the league. And by the end, the second time you met, it's going. This is going to have league title implications. Yeah, which which is is, is a testament to both groups of kids to to, to dig in and, and continue what they do. But but yeah, I mean, the atmosphere. That's what high school basketball is about. Right. That's what high school sports are about. So for our our student bodies to be able to do that, you know, hopefully, you know, they don't split us up after this year if, we, if, we're still, <laughs> well, if we're still in the MAC. I don't know. It was almost as fun as when Warren Woods Tower would come to town. Or Warren, Warren Fitz, the year before we played them, we had to win that to win the league title. Warren Fitz had seven people in the bleachers. Yeah. I counted them. We had a good crowd in three They're, they're all home right. listening to the game on Get Stuck on Sports. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's just – we've made it very, very clear throughout the years where we stand on this and – yeah, I think the Max Silver in basketball has been a very good case study of, hey, it works. No, you don't get a packed house every single night, but you get at least 75% of the stands full. And even even Lakeview's not bad, like, as a drive. And, right. And, and we were, both times we, or actually all three times we played them, both times at our place, they brought a good-sized crowd. Right. But they were good. Right, but I mean, Lakeview also builds a beautiful ox gym, and they still play in a dungeon. It would be like if you built – when you're building your new gym and you went, all right, that's where we practice. Let's play in this old gym from the 60s. Well, why would you want to give up the home court advantage? I was I, I was asking when they were doing the, the new gym. I said, hey, as close as the bleachers can legally be now, <laughs> we got to have it. We can't lose that. I mean, that's – anybody who comes up from the MAC, they're like – the court is this court is too close, or these bleachers are too close to right. the court, and your kids are on top of us. And I'm like, it's all right. At I'm least like, you guys hey. don't throw up iron poles for kids to run into. Like oh they, uh, my god, do it. The it wasn't gross, a was it Gross Point South? Yeah, no, North. North. And they put up the stanchions two feet from the like a step off the floor, and then a, Tyler Jameson runs into one, and, and they're. Their AD finally went, oh, maybe we shouldn't put a metal pole a foot away from the floor. <laughs> I, I was trying like heck. So, you know, Lakeview's a lot bigger than the rest of us size-wise, similar to Anchor Bay. Yeah. I said, Why? well, if we're going to play a, a school with 1,200 kids, let's play the one that's 10 minutes away. But right. no, no, nobody else got into my uh, <laughs> my idea there. I thought we'd add them. Your plan for Mac domination. Yeah, well. Or bring back the Mac scal. Basically. Bring back the Mac scal. Hey, uh, I, I, again, other than – it's such a big school. I, I I still consider Anchor Bay an area place, and I think it would be a nice fit. Uh, you know, uh, competitive wise, right now it's a perfect fit. I mean, we we're in our baseball league. I mean, outside of football, you know, just yeah, football's, football's the one where you can't mix them in. They're going to be, yeah. I think, a sleep. Well, because they have the old De La Salle. Coach oh yeah, and, he's, and gonna, he's got something cooking down there. I mean, I always joke, you know, in, in football as we as we get on a, a tangent here, which we probably that's what the show's about. Uh, Football has the Mac Red, and then then they have the four teams, and then whoever gets to be the next guy. Right. It's like a, what do they call them? The four A players in in baseball. Right. It's, you're kind of that guy. Yeah. Like it's well, it's yeah. They have the five. It's usually what Romeo, uh, Dakota, Ike, Chip. Stevenson, and Chip. And then whoever. And then gets... some years it's Gross Point South. Some years it's Anchor Bay. And then the top two teams in the white are usually Roseville. Some years. And then, like we always say, the middle of the Mac White to the top of the Mac Silver, there's less drop off than from the top of the red to the middle of the white. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. But yeah, Anchor Bay in other sports would be fun. People have to remember that Anchor Bay was not always a giant school. 
No. It used to be like the size of St. Clair and Marine City. There and was, that's why. There was a while. It's going back, Wes. There was a while they were in the scowl. Yeah. And that's why historically they were because they were a 700-kid school, and then that area blew up. And, you know, and, and in the MAC, I would say basketball as opposed to baseball and football – there's not a huge difference between the red and the silver. Like, obviously, they're bigger and yeah. you know, better. Uh, this year, not as much. And there have been some the years bronze, and years though, past. The bronze, I would say for sure. Yes. In, in some years, you could say down to the gold. But I would say last year, down to the silver. Right. As far as, like, anybody could beat anybody on any given day. And that's also part of basketball. That's what I was going to well. say. The sport of basketball you don't need as many guys. Right. Yeah. You get you get a Braylon Essien hitting five threes in a game, and all of a sudden that's a great equalizer yeah. with a team like Gross Point North you, you, or New you, Haven. You get one good group, and you can be good in basketball. Right. Football, you really need one and a half or two good groups. You know, out of your three senior, fresh, senior junior, sophomore, you need kind of two of those to be good, to be, or at least depth in athletes. Right. Yeah. Basketball, if I make Make some kind of contribution. Yeah, yeah. In basketball, we need one group. Honestly, with a few pieces here or there, just because of the number of people, the the way the game's structured with quarters and mm-hmm. you know free free tight free uh, rest in between the quarters and that, but but no, I mean the max silver is 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 hopefully something we can keep rolling here for a little bit because I I think it's good for us. I, probably doesn't hurt you guys either. <laughs> no, that, it was like I say that was a lot of fun and it was one of the really good stories in the area we talked about the the young players the mm-hmm. the kids at northern and of course tyler jameson will have to get coaches uh y- you can rave a little bit about uh tyler but we're going to take a break here and then we'll come back with one more segment with coach distelrat brady Bean here again to tell you about tp logos tp logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel head to their store at 901 michigan avenue in marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom their already impressive selection has now doubled i guarantee if you go into tp logos you will find something you love for your local team if they don't have what you like they'll custom make something just for you that's tp logos at 901 michigan avenue in marysville Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, 
please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back. We've got Coach Matt Distelrath, and we're just we're just going. Yeah. We're just going. Um, talk to me about somebody you know, um, Tyler Jamison. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to spend two years with, with you know, Coach Brian and Jamison and, and Tyler's freshman, sophomore year. Um, for me, I've been coaching basketball a, a lot of years in, you know, college and, you know, coached in college, coached in high school under Sean Shero when we had Ben Davidson at St. Clair. Uh and then got to go up there with, with Tyler. Tyler is a different dude. I mean, in, in just all facets. Uh, the way, how hard he plays, the the amount of game he knows, and then just then on top of that, he's he's one of the awesomest kids you'll ever meet, just a great human being. It just makes you root for him. Uh, you know, winning Mr. Basketball is as much about basketball as about being a great person because you need people to vote for you. Right. And I think one of the reasons Tyler won is because – on top of being the best player in the state, he was also probably the best person on that ballot by far. Well, you know, and, and he won in a landslide. Like, it was not close. We've talked about this before. That it, it did. And that's hard to do because the rest of the state kind of looks at Port Huron and Port Huron Northern. Oh, it, it, the, the it, they're Mac, the Huskies. The, the it Mac snows in, there yeah, all the time. The, the it's, in general. Yeah, the rest of the state kind of looks it, it, outside of the Mac Red. It's like we we don't know the that. Mac, they're in Canada, aren't they? The Mac Red get I will football, say. but in basketball it's not. I'm, I'm t- in, in circles. The Mac is far behind the OAA in people's eyes as far as basketball goes. And, and, well, part of that's because, and let's be fair, Mac really hasn't had that postseason success. No. Where Mac football has there's it feels like. Someone from the Mac Reds get into Ford Field or the semifinals every year. Yeah. And, well, I guess that goes in well to our next point, that for the first time in a long time, the area is having not just one team be really good and making postseason runs, but multiple teams making a regional. And for a long time, and Dennis can attest this because he had to cover it, you'd win the district, whoever was in the area, and then you'd go, okay, can we get a competitive regional semifinal? Well, that when I played, this is – going way back flint beecher was a class b school right it's even class b i tell you how old i am uh <laughs> we couldn't get past that you know as a as a junior we got beat bad as a senior it was a one possession game and then i graduated and then it was flint southwestern right they couldn't beat them in the regional and and that was us winning 20 games four years in a row at st Clair. and and so that's kind of and for our girls basketball team it was it was powers for a long time and yeah and coach rutledge finally got over that hump and, and that's just Right now, there's really – it's kind of good, Rich, for us. But even then, then two years ago, Crosslex got, 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 got through there, played in a quarterfinal. Um, Richmond won – well, they, they didn't win a game, but they were competitive this year. I mean, that regional out there, anybody could have won. 
I still think you're going to see Northern get through that district at some point in the next three years. Um, they'll have talent to do so, but Cardinal Mooney making the run to the semifinals, and they're going to be they're going to be everyone everyone thinks they're going to be down. We 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 played them this summer, and uh, we played some good teams this summer, and they were they were one of them. Uh, the younger Rice kid's going to be a player, and 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 Everhart can stay, and then. I forget which one's always which. Which one's still there? Uh, <laughs> he stays healthy. He's Brian. Gonna, Brian, yes. He's going to be a heck of a player. Uh, so that they're going to be able to do it again. Uh, don't Whoever wins the BWAC is going to be competitive. In, or I shouldn't say the BWAC, but whoever emerges as the top BWAC team and gets out of either our district or that district over there, the, the two teams are going to be competitive in that regional again. In, in Port Huron, Northern, you, know, you guys talk about it all the time. They got some good young kids. In basketball is really moving forward or around here in general. I mean, I think I think we're heading in a good direction. Obviously, our leading mm-hmm. scorer was a, was a freshman, so that never hurts. Uh, good group coming up. You know, it's a ways away, but the eighth grade group they didn't lose a middle school game. I know it's middle school basketball, but it, but at least there's athletes there. Um, there's a kid that lives down the hall from me that I think will be a mm-hmm. decent player. <laughs> um, coming up. And it's just it's just excitement. Like we talked about earlier, we played uh, eight games and then the fifteen games, and and also I think Northern and Croslex have raised the bar for the area. Right. Everybody wants to be good, right? You want to be the best in your area first, and then you got to be the best in in your region, and then move on. So with what Lance has done up there has been pretty unbelievable. I mean, honestly, I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, I don't think I think they've won more games than. Maybe any team in the state in the last three years? Because they they won what? In 20, they won – or 2021, I think they won 20 games. Then in 21-22, they were undefeated, and then they lost in the regional. So that's 23 or 22 games. And then this past year, they won 20-some. So they won 60-some a game in, in, in three and some years. People, some people want to – Kick dirt on on Lance's grave. He ain't going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> Lance, no. like it, he, he does a phenom. I mean, and honestly, you guys have talked about this before too. I mean, the coaches in the area. You start in the north. You got Lance. You got Brian at at, at Northern. Uh, Kohler at at Yale is. Mm, yep. And 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 Don Gothier does an awesome job at Emily City. We just I talked about earlier. Jeremy won Coach of the Year in our league. He was our Coach of the Year. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, Josh does rich what he's done at Richmond the last. I mean, four or five years, it's in a mic at Cardinal Mooney. Right. I mean, that's. And you talked about Shunk earlier. Yeah, yeah he's, he's done a great job. And he, I'm hoping he gets, I'm hoping he gets to reap some of the benefits of what he's gone through, just not on our account. Right. But, but, but on everybody else's. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's putting in, and the guys are putting in time and guys see what other kids are doing and, and they want to keep up. And I think the other, the, the biggest point to all that is a lot of the coaches understand what it takes. That it's not, all right, it's November, let's get it out of here. Oh, I can draw up a few stat- sets. It's you have to get the youth involved. And it feels like every single team has a youth camp or something there, getting them started young and, and developing and making sure by the time they get to varsity they're ready and at least having the infrastructure in place, not going, man, I hope I get two really good players to show up. I mean, I've, I, I lost one of these guys this year, but I had Eric Rathje, Ryan's brother, mm, yeah. who's a varsity case. He's, he's never coached varsity basketball, but he's coached a lot of JV basketball. He's a varsity caliber basketball coach, coached our eighth grade. And Sean Shero, who's 
probably the second and winningest coach in St. Clair basketball history behind Coach Monty. And he might, you know, coach in my seventh grade. So to have that, I mean, that's in, – in, in Ken Parlarge, he's going to do our JV this year. He's done the freshman the last few years. He coached varsity basketball at, at, at PH for the girls many moons ago. So so that's – for what we have for that is, is, is gigantic because they're not – they're getting varsity caliber coaching in seventh and eighth grade, and it just keeps building. Well, and then when they come to you, you don't have to start at square one. You understand that they know, hey, they understand these concepts. I don't. So the first day of camp, you're already going into some more advanced stuff. Same with football or any other sport, baseball, what have you. When they get to varsity, if you can start at day five instead of day one is when you we, take we, over. We'd like to program. start like day thirty-five, right? <laughs> So it, it, but it makes a huge difference where you can start working on the very little things that make a difference between a league title or not, or make the difference between winning a district or not. Instead of going, all right, here's the basic concepts of the offense. Here's if they know that from the get, you're 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 starting on third base. Oh, and and, uh, and honestly, having those middle school kids come and watch how hard Logan and Luke played, how hard Eli played, how hard Kai and Coop play. You know, watching Braylon Essien shoot, and there's some sixth grader sitting there going, man, I want to be him. Right. I-, I remember doing that, watching St. Clair go to the regionals in 94 and 93 right. as a sixth grade kid and saying, I can't wait till I'm out there. And, and I think we've got that again, and it's only it's because, one, like I tell our kids, they play freaking hard. I-, I think that's one staple of if you come watch us, the one thing you walk out of gym, we we might not be the best dribblers. And sometimes we don't shoot it very well, but we're going to compete. And, and that's what I think people rally behind that, especially in a, in, a, in a community like ours where everybody knows everybody, everybody sees everybody. Um, you know, I'll have people stop at the dealership and, and just want to talk hoops, which is which is great. Um, you know, my, my bosses, at the, at the, they love us being involved. They love, you know, being involved in the community and, and seeing that, you know, people – want to be a part of that stuff and so for us to to be that next level we got to get those kids looking forward to be the next St. Clair basketball star um the the other thing about it is when you get better you play better competition um and and a lot of I, I like the fact that a lot of the teams in the area don't shy away from it and the other part of it that I like is that because our MAC team's we're a lot better this year, and our BWAC team's top half of that league has been tough. We're seeing a lot more crossover games, and I'm not trying to get Brady started on a Super League, but it's awfully fun when Crosslex is playing Northern and St. Clair well, and Marysville. That's the opener for the new gym. Yeah. Crosslex, St. Clair. Uh, Max screwed that up. Oh, yeah. Matt gave right. us a crossover because they flipped boys and girls this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Play the first game in the old gym. <laughs> You still have it there. Oh yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I was just gonna pull up. I I got. Who do I? I have Lance, I have Lance for sure. Who else did I end up with? I know you have a bunch. I wanted. You were telling me about it earlier. Who you had? Because you have half the BWAC is on your schedule, which I think is great because St. Clair Richmond to me that's a natural rivalry. Um, Croslex, that'll become a yeah, natural yeah, I, rivalry. I, I talked to Lance, and, and honestly. One of the games I love, and I'm glad we got it on the schedule, and we're going to keep doing it, is, is playing Mike. 
McAndrews. Yeah. Mm. And the, I mean, last time we played him, neither of us played. You did the game. Neither of us played well, but it was a it was a good, hard fought game, and I think that's what it's going to be this summer. They beat us on a half quarter. <laughs> um, so I mean, that's usually they lose on those, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the kind of games it's it's going to be. Um, with, you know, playing them and Emily City, we we played them this summer, and we're going to do stuff with them and Elmont, and and that's I think. Like we talked about raising the bar, that's what's going to make us better. Us playing Lance every year is going to make us a better basketball team for the MAC. Us playing James, uh, Jameson and Northern right before districts. I don't remember if it was this year or last year, but the game you guys played with Yale at your place was a great game. That was last year. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're going to be. I mean, they've been they had some young kids. They're going to be very good. That that BWAC is, you know, the last couple of years we've kind of known. Hey, these are the team. This is probably the team. Right. I think this year could be. Well, the last couple I mean, years, you it's talk, you talk about football being be wacky. I think basketball yeah. is gonna be really be wacky. <laughs> um, all right, so the last thing I want to ask you, it's the three parter. It's kind of the three big rule change things that have either happened or some people want to happen. One, I, I'm assuming you enjoy the 22 game schedule outside of 20 instead of 20. Oh, absolutely, it, it helped us pick up some of these local rivalries. Um, there's really no downside to that. 22 games over the span of four months is not I'll tell you what, this year is going to be a little interesting getting going early with switching with girls because football runs longer than volleyball. Right. So if you win one playoff game, you're 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 probably losing a week of practice. Right. Uh, Which is, why did they make that change? What was behind that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's. I can. I can see the gears turning, trying to say it the right way. So uh, I mean, I, I think it's just. I'm just a guy outside. I'm not in the MHSAA, and I don't bother them, except for passes. It, it, it just didn't seem like an issue to, worth fixing. To me, it doesn't seem like it's something we should do. Based, uh, and we could clearly just base it on the fact that volleyball gets done before football. Right. So you're being fair to your three sport or your multi sport athletes. Um. So for our girls who are. Volleyball's done. They're going to be sitting around waiting while our boys are. Football gets over on Friday, and we're going to be begging kids to come to practice Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Second one, um, the way the they do the playoffs. So I know there was a big push. It failed, but seed an entire regional and do something like that. Try to get more equitable matchups, I guess, in the early rounds. I know they already seed one and two in the district, but – how would you like the postseason to play out? So I think I, – I don't mind seeding the whole region, but I think we should seed the whole district first. Right. And see how we like that before we jump from seeding one and two yeah. to seeding the whole region. I think we – I know they voted down seeding the region, and I think they're going to try to – I don't know if they have time, but I heard they were trying to – push something through to maybe seed the whole district this year. That just seems like – I mean, if you have a five-team district and you're seeding one and two, and what's the difference between we already three, have, four, and five? We already have all the numbers. They're there. Right. Yeah. They're there. Just plug them in. And I guess in conjunction with that, I know there have been some people that – they might be the vocal minority – that want to go to six divisions instead of just four. Anything – what do you think of that? I think it makes sense. I, I do. Um, we were just we were just in uh, – Indiana for for another sport, and I was talking to a dad about mm. just high school sports in general, and they have they have the old uh, private school thing for for hoops, right? So there's actually they call it the super they call it the super division, and you don't have to be private to get in it, but so it's basically what open it's basically like an open. So if you like, think you're good enough, like, like you if, play these travel baseball tournaments, and there's double A, triple A, and there's open, right? So you can be open in football, but you don't got to be the open in basketball. So, so that, if you had 
a group of just unreal kids. You had four D1 kids. You could go, we're taking on anybody. We're yeah. going to open. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, to me, that makes sense. They said, well, what about somebody who wants to not get in it? I said, everybody's pretty driven by right. what, you know, be, to be the best. Well, and yeah. you look at baseball, like Liggett and St. Mary's got kind of bullied to go to move up into the tougher divisions. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to see all those schools probably get in it, which makes sense. You're, you're giant schools, too. Right. I mean, there's a huge difference between the biggest Class A and the smallest Class A. And I, the other thing with that, and I guess someone can explain why this wouldn't work, but why does every division have to have the same number of teams? Why can't you just say, all right, from 1,400 or bigger, that's Class A? Time, maybe? I mean, I guess, but – and then, hey, if Class B has – 110 and okay you that really only adds a game or two if it's more fair to see okay who from 600 to a thousand's the best instead of having a school like marysville when they got bumped up to class a having to play anchor bay in dakota okay you just add another game to the district and that kind of takes care of everything not having the same team the number of teams but just going okay 200 and less is Class D, 200 to 500 C, 500 to 900 or whatever is B and whatever, just as an example. But not having the same number of teams in every division, I feel like that would be a way to make it a little more fair. And I mean, I think it just goes back to the thing where they're trying to keep everything fair. Right. So I'm putting them all the same. You can see my air quotes. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's kind of what they're doing with that. Um. And the last one is the one we talk about endlessly, the shot clock. So, the new gym has the shot clocks above the backboard. It does. It does, with the gate, yeah. So, and we got the light around the backboard. So, we're prepared. <laughs> we are ready if it comes. Uh, you know, I coached in college, played in college. I enjoy the shot clock. We're, we're a defensive-minded team. Uh, so, for us to have to play defense less wouldn't be a bad thing. That's what we do well. So, for us to be able to do it less, I think, would be a good thing. I think it's coming. I don't know if it's in one year. I don't know if it's in 10 years. But it's coming. And what do you think is a fair number? 35 or 40. Yeah, I'm fine. It doesn't have to be quick. But I just want it there to prevent those two-minute-long possessions. Heck, even if you made it 50 seconds, just so you can't stand there with the ball on your hip, and as a defense, you see well, the yeah, end. Yeah, there, there's four minutes to go in a ball game, and you're going to stand out at midcourt. That drives me nuts. I get why they do it, uh, and, and if and if it was the only way I could win, I'm probably telling my kids to do it too. But if there's a shot clock, that kind of takes that out of your hands. I, I was on the bench one time as an assistant, and we we held her a whole, right. a whole quarter once. It was our only chance, and it's within the rules. It's not what you want to do. Well, but I mean, you can go all the way back to right after the Ferndale Crosslax game. We didn't blame the Ferndale coach. Nope. No, no, he was doing what he thought he had to do to win. And you, you blame the rules. You don't blame the person using the rules to their advantage. But yeah, a forty-five second shot clock. Even if it takes you 10, 15 seconds to set up your offense, you still have thirty to run through it, and you can get in your offense. And I understand for some of the less talented teams, it could be a bit of a hindrance. But I do think overall it would be to the benefit, and I would just like to see a little bit of experimentation with it. You know, there, there's a few. I wish I see four would get on board. Um, I know I know they've been thinking about it. It would be awesome. Just for to, to, it would, 
Have you opt in? Have one day with shot clock, one day without. Let the teams decide. I, we would do it. We'd play shot clock. They already have the stuff there and have a right. guy who knows how to do it, which is two of the biggest deterrents that people say. That is, I think, the most fair argument is, yeah, I'm sure St. Clair has a great community. You could find someone to work the shot clock. But you go up to Peck or Ubley and there's eight people in the town already and five of them are already volunteering. Well, and, and everybody's so involved in other everything now. I mean, 20 years ago or actually 25 years ago when I was playing, there wasn't all this other stuff going on. So it was go to the high school basketball game. Right. It was all the teachers want to be involved in, in, in the community. This is your chance to help. Now there's 700 clubs. There's yeah. different, right. not just sporting stuff, just so many things for people to do. That's why you see participation, everything going down because they're just spread thin. Right. It's just there's like, and they're great things like robotics has been yeah. one that's exploded and that's given a lot of kids something to do. And now the, the events for that are huge, but that is the, I think the, the biggest argument that I think is legit against the shot clock is finding someone that a is willing to do it and B is qualified because I can see there being an issue if you just get some random person and they don't know how to reset, and especially if you have it when it hits the rim, if it doesn't reset back to the normal amount. Did it hit the rim? Did it not? Well, that's because what, at that point, it's almost an extra official, and you're already short on officials. Everybody wants it now. You, who's, there's going to be someone complaining, man, why do we have this thing? Nobody knows how to run it. <laughs> right. I know that's coming. But that I think that's the biggest thing. But if you can get the logistical side in, mm-hmm. and I guess – getting schools to have to pay for it and get it all up that anytime money's involved it makes it tough but for the sake of the game if you can get that part squared away i do think it would be an overall net positive i do too i do too and and i think i think it's coming like i said we'll be ready right uh i'm I'm excited for us to even just use it for things in practice right um as far as drill work and and that like i did when we were at the college level because it was there but but no, we're 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 looking forward to to everything moving forward with the new gym, uh, you know the kids coming back, you know we we've touched a little bit on some of them, you know I got a good group coming back that have been dedicated in the summertime, and you know it's almost July we'll be, we football will be started soon and and we'll be like where the heck did football season go and basketball practice will be starting. And, then we'll say where the heck did basketball go? It, it kind of actually ba- basketball's not basketball. No, not basketball's a long winter I, sports. You get to the end of February and you're going, oh my god, we have three weeks of the, the playoffs. Way, I mean, I like the MAC tournament, but the way they do that, where you get done with the league and you look at the schedule and you go, I got a month till districts. Right. It's just it's interesting. A it month of playing everybody long. that you're going to play in districts. Yeah, we we <laughs> we made sure we got a. I got Anchor Bay. I got I got a Port Northern in that stretch between. So that should be. Be, be good for, for, for you guys, too. A couple games you can do. Exactly. All right, Dennis, you got anything else? Uh, I am I am good to go. I just want to thank uh, Coach for stopping by and uh, spending some time with us. Wish we could do it in the winter right in the thick of things, but we, we have to kind of set some of the stuff to the, the summer just the way the season's set up. Well, no, I, I thank, thanks for having me, uh, you know, a chance to talk about our program a little bit and, and enjoy being on. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.